saw a big chiddush yesterday in terms of tshuva, that um, the idea of tshuva is not just the concept of um, of doing tshuva for one sin that a person did, but tshuva is much more related to the idea that all the sins, because it's an idea of, okay, I've spent time away from Hashem, and now what I need to do is I'm changing gears. Now I'm going to turn my mind and I'm going to say, no, I'm going back, I'm going to, you know, be on Hashem's agenda. Change the team, you know, that's basically the idea. So it's, there's no such thing as tshuva just, oh, I did one thing wrong, whatever. It's, it's a whole mindset of a different approach, right? And then we brought all these different uh, psukim that bring out this point of returning to Hashem, coming close to Hashem, right? And that's the idea. So now we're going to show... Uh, one more point in this whole discussion, which is the idea that tshuva is not just the idea of fasting. Apparently, in the times of the Alter Rebbe, in the times of the Alter Rebbe, the, um, there was a idea that there was a connection, dafka, that tshuva was through fasting. Hold on a second. So that was the connection that people had, that they dafka felt that that tshuva was synonymous with fasting. Right? So where does this come from? The idea is that if a person could, uh, so to speak, take away from the uh, tainug, take away from the flesh of himself, take away in some way from himself, so then he will be able to polish himself off, and that would be, that would be the idea. Now that's different from what we're saying here. Because what we're saying here is that tshuva is not that. Tshuva is, number one, first and foremost, tshuva is aziva sachet, going away from sin. That's the idea of tshuva. I'm no longer going to sin. That's, that's it. So where do they get this idea of fasting as being the answer? Because they feel that the idea is, again, that if I could fast, then I'll somehow polish myself off. Right? Now this is relevant with regards to, if you remember, the third of the points that the Brysa brought, the third point was that if a person, chas v'shalom, goes over and does uh, anything that is inappropriate, that the punishment would be Misa Bidei Shemayim or Chorus, right? So then, in that situation, then he would get, not only does he have to, number one, do Tshuva, but also Yisurim are going to polish him off. But yet we see very, very clearly here that what we're going to see here is that's not, that's not the correct Taich, so to speak. So let's see it inside. What does Taich mean? Taich means the translation. Says like this, and not like the the many people, I guess the majority of people in the times of the Alter Rebbe that thought that the accepted notion was that that tshuva is fasting, right? If you fast, that's like the way to do tshuva. <coughs> and even someone who is been over, he's transgressed a sin, right? That brings along with it this idea of chorus, right? The soul's getting cut up, or Misa's basing the death by basing. And like it says in the Braisa from Yuma, that the only way to finish off the atonement process, right? Which in order to make ourselves totally clear and pure and back to our pristine level of our Nishamas, is through Yusurim. So the idea was that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fast many, many times, and then through that fasting, that's going to be able to polish it off. 
right? And this is not a, uh, a simple idea in terms of you should know that there's major arguments amongst the Mepharshim, right? The Rishonim, uh, that deal with this topic, that through a certain amount of fast, you'll be able to polish this off, and other fasts, you do this. So it's not like it's out of uh, left field, this concept of fasting and its connection to tshuva. It's very much interrelated. Nevertheless, if you look, it says, However, we see that the Nikuda is that it's not that I bring upon myself Yisurim. The Brisa specifically is talking about that Hashem brings Yisurim. Hashem brings the suffering. I will punish you. It's the idea that that I will punish you with the Shevet. Right, so this is this is the idea that he's saying here. Well, that Hashem bringing us the sin, Hashem punishing us. What? We're saying that Hashem is bringing us the sin. No, Hashem's not bringing us the sin. It's talking about the idea that when a person does tshuva, if you remember the brisa, the third part of the brisa was when a person does tshuva. So what happens is that he has to wait for the yisurim to come to polish him off. So he's trying to take the bull by the horns and say, you know what? I'll do the yisurim to myself. You know what I'll do? I'll do. You know, I'll fast. And then by fasting, then I'll, I'll have this Yisurim. And then therefore, then, uh, then I don't have... You say, no, no, that's not the point. Oh, so the the point Tuba. is that, right, the point is that Hashem is going to bring the, the Yisurim. Yeah, yeah. And the Rebbe actually brings a whole section about this, uh, that this was a, um, a discussion, right, that, that was had by the... Um, uh, talking about different Mepharshim that, that have this whole discussion, whether this is yes or it is not. Um, the Nodi Yehuda has a whole discussion on it with fasting is involved in that, not involved. The Rebbe is postulating very clearly here that that is not our job. Our job is not to bring the Yisurim on ourselves. Our job is to stop doing the sin. Our job is not, and going back to our tights from before, it's not just this sin. The guy is, uh, he can't control himself. He always looks at uh, the wrong uh, internet site. Right? It's a bad, it's, a, it's an Avera. Right? It's not something he should be doing. So, therefore, he has to realize, going back to yesterday's class, that yes, he has to stop that. But really, the idea of tshuva is that he realizes that it's a, a bigger problem here. It's not that, of course, I have a taiva. I have a taiva to do the wrong thing. Right? In this particular area. But really, the idea of tshuva is, I have a taiva to do whatever I want. Right? In other words, I, I, I choose what I think is right. I choose what I want to do. And what he's saying here is that Dafka, not that. That what we're saying here is, no, the idea of tshuva is that I realize that I don't want to do just what I want anymore. I want to do what Hashem wants. Right? I'm ready to forego on my taivas to do what the Abishar wants for me. Right? That's the idea of tshuva. Now, however, he's done, let's say he's done some really bad things, you know, that he, his mamish over on, you know, big punishments. So now what happens? So he says, So now he says an amazing idea. This is a mind-blowing concept. Listen to this. And this, if you could live with this concept, it could change your approach to life in, in a very serious way. So he says like this, That when the tshuva is accepted by Hashem, yeah, and 
And what's happening is he's returning to Hashem, not mitzad yira, mitzad a fear, mitzad I'm going to go to Gehenim, I'm, I'm, I'm worried, you know, I'm, I'm, but mitzad ava, mitzad, I want to be close to Hashem. I want to be Hashem's, right, I want to be Hashem's servant, I want to be Hashem, I want to be close to Hashem, I want to do everything. I, I realize that this is the derech ha'emes. So this is a very different energy. Why would someone, you know, some, someone say, look, I, there is obviously a fear element always when a person does something wrong. He's afraid to be, you know, of the consequences. But here he's just realizing, you know what, I really was going up the wrong, wrong street. Essentially, what the Altarev is doing here is he's showing us that really life is about a relationship with Hashem. That's really what we're talking about. And it's not about the do's and don'ts as much as it's a relationship. And when a person gets the relationship right, so then automatically the do's and don'ts follow. In other words, if you love your wife, right, you're automatically not going to be stepping on her toes. You're not going to be hurting her. You're not going to be doing the opposite of what she wants, right? Not because you're afraid that she come, may come running after you with a, with a broom or something like that. Because you love her. And therefore, and when you do something wrong that might have hurt her, you feel bad. That, and you have to make a, a better commitment to having a more sensitivity to that relationship as opposed to just thinking about what's in it for me, right? That becomes a completely different, that becomes a completely different approach, right, to the, to the way a person lives his life, you know? That becomes the approach. So same thing here. Now all of a sudden his approach becomes a, a connection to Hashem with Ava. That he wants, he wants to be close to Hashem. He wants to do what Hashem wants. So he realizes he did something wrong. So he says like this, that when Hashem sees in our hearts that this is a shift in the relationship, that I'm shifting, right? And I will have this arousal to make this change in me. So then automatically Hashem also has an arousal to make a change in himself. And he then has an arousal. So he says an incredible thing. That when Hashem shifts gears then, based on our shifting gears, so then that love that shines through is going to impact in a way that he's ready to send Yisurim into to us, to to straighten out, to polish, to clean up us while we're still in this world. Like it says that the ones that Hashem loves, He's going to you know uh, give them a hard time, basically. In other words, instead of looking at the Yisurim as being and, and it's, you know, everyone, everyone doesn't, no one wants to suffer, no one wants this negativity, no one wants difficulties in life. But on the other hand, what he's saying here, the Altarev is saying here, is that when the Yisurim are coming, it's basically coming out of a kindness of Hashem. In other words, shifting gears in my, my approach. Why is this happening to me? Right? That's most of our approaches, always. I can't believe that this is going on. I can't believe this is happening in my life. This is so painful. This is so hard. This is so difficult. This is, a, right? Instead, what the Alter Rebbe is saying here is, no, 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 no. You're missing the point. That, in other words, a person could either, right? A person could either, right, suffer the surim in Olam Hazeh, right, 
or he could suffer the the surim in Olam Haba. And the choice is one compared to a million. Right? That's basically what's happening here. Either way, he's going to suffer. But which would he rather? Which is better? Obviously, he has to clean himself off in this world is much better than to clean himself off in the world to come. So instead of looking at the Yisurim as being a painful experience, and this is something a person mamish has to meditate on. It's not something that, you know, because none of us want this. None of us are looking for suffering. None of us are, you know, you know we're, not, we're not masochists here. You know, it's like this is not what, this is not what the, we want to live our life. But we all experience it. I mean, this is, this is part of life. Right? But the approach is a very different approach. All of a sudden now we see the approach is an approach of, wow, the Abishur is doing me a favor by doing this for me now. Right? Now it is does explain in Hasidis elsewhere that there are two ways that these Yisurim happen. Right? It talks about it also in chapter twenty six of Tanya, right? The same this very similar idea. That either number one, it's the way we're saying here. So in other words, when a person is actually succeeding. When a person is actually succeeding, that's when this Yisurim could come. If he's not succeeding, like it explains elsewhere, that Hashem makes sure that no Yisurim come because he's going to have to deal with it in the world to come. Much worse experience, right? But if he's succeeding, that's how does he know he's succeeding? Because he's all of a sudden getting these types of Yisurim. That's number one possibility. But it explains elsewhere in Chassidus, the other possibility is that sometimes Hashem sends a person a wake-up call. In other words, if he's doing, going down the wrong pathway, and all of a sudden, right, he experiences Yisurim, so it could be that Hashem is saying to him, wake up. Something's going on with your life. You're not, doing the, you're not in the right place. It's time to change your approach. So there are basically two reasons why Yisurim would happen to a person from Hashem. Number one is Hashem is accepting his tshuva. If Hashem is accepting his tshuva, so then along with the tshuva, Hashem sends this clean, cleansing experience. That's possibility number one. Possibility number two is Hashem sees that the person is going in the wrong direction. So therefore, since he's going in the wrong direction, so therefore he wants to give him a chance to do tshuva, to, to wake up, to change himself. So that would be the other point. But generally speaking, if there's a negative relationship with Hashem, so then Hashem is going to make sure that no Yisurim happen, that everything is perfect. Because the person, if you choose to go in the wrong direction, Hashem says, okay, go in the wrong direction. You know, be my guest type of thing. You following what I'm saying? So what he's saying here is, is a very mind-blowing idea that based on a person's expression of love to Hashem, if that love is accepted, that's when the Yisurim happens. So if a person is experiencing Yisurim, it's almost like this is, a, this is a pat on the back that he's doing something right. I know it sounds very weird. It's the opposite of what you would explain, except, you know, expect, I should say. It's, but it's something to look at. Like, wow, that's an, that's an incredible idea. So now the approach to Yisurim all of a sudden becomes a very different approach. And it becomes more of an approach of recognizing it that it's a temporary thing that Hashem is sending, right, in order to polish me off. And you know it's for the good. So even though I can't see it being good right now and it's very painful while I'm living through it and experiencing it, it's very painful. Nevertheless, at this moment, 
a person could meditate on that idea, it could shift his whole uncomfortable positioning. And that's how he could live with it. You guys following? It's like a, it's a mind-blowing concept, right? This is, this, is a, this is a life-changing thing because every single person has to deal with these. So if a person is experiencing this yusurim, right, a person is experiencing this suffering, so a person has to stop a second and look at it that it's the Abishter's kindness, that it's like, wow. You know, it's sort of like the guy that, um, like we were giving an example before, that he has to, you know, he decides that he's going, the doctor tells him, you know, if you don't, uh, you know, start doing exercise or something like that, it's going to, you're going to be in trouble, right? So the person is like huffing and puffing, you know, while he's trying to do some running and do some other exercise. And, you know, but on the other hand, it's not a comfortable thing. People don't like it, you know, while he's doing it. But it's much better than, God forbid, getting like a you know quadruple bypass surgery. So, the, is is the exercise really painful? Well, yeah, at that moment it's painful, but the person recognizes that there's a there's a there's a value to it. So that's what the Alter Rebbe is saying here. Two hundred and fifty years before this, you know, concept of running came into style, whatever. You know, this is this is what he's saying to us. He's saying that look at the bigger picture. Right? That's why the Rambam, in his Sefer of Mitzvahs, and, and when he codified the Mitzvahs and the Smag, the Sefer Mitzvahs Gedalus, also in his codification of the Mitzvahs, never mentions anything about fasting with regards to the Mitzvah of Tshuva. Even if it deals with things that a person made a mistake, right? Uh, in terms of getting a punishment of Kharis or Mrs. Basin, right? So then they're not mentioning them. What? They talk about in Tainus, fasting because of the So he say no, fasting in Tainus is a different discussion. Fasting in Tainus is to try to uh, bring out rain and things like that. Right? This is what it says, we're explaining. It's that's not it's not it. Right now, we're going to get into it more in the next couple of chapters. What is what is it? But fasting is not part of the tshuva process. That's that's the bottom line, right? So then he's because we have to be on a certain level. That's a, a different idea. So to be able to do the tshuva of Yom Kippur, we have to be on a certain level. That's I mean, a different. That's a different discussion because the Abish just said Anisim is nafshoseichem. You have to, you know, you have to. Uh, what's the English word for Anisim is nafshoseichem? That you should uh, somehow purge your soul or like uh, you know something that your soul uh, basically afflict that's the word afflict your soul so this is one of the five ways of afflicting your soul okay so then he says very very interesting thing right okay so now the Alter brings a new point right he says only vidui which means the idea of of uh, admitting right and asking for a request. The Rebbe mentions here that this is like hinting at the idea of asking not just Hashem for Mechila, but asking your friend for Mechila, right? To put yourself into an uncomfortable situation where you're asking, you're apologizing, you're asking for Mechila, right? So the idea from the Torah is that he says that Tshuva is no more sin, nothing to do with fasting. But the mitzvah of tshuva has basically two nakudas now. We could look at it. There's the etzim point of tshuva, right? Which is, I'm not going to sin anymore. 
No more sinning. That's it. I'm on a different track. Point number two is this idea of the pratim that is going to make it complete. Like, how do I make this process a complete process? To make it perfect, to make it the most beautiful. So along with that comes vidui and asking mechila. So that's like a different level. That's like, a, that's like to, to, to the, right, it's like the next point of how to do it. So the etzim is one. This, the hashlama, as it's explained in Hasidic literature, is this idea of vidui, asking for mechila, feeling remorse, all that kind of stuff. But that's not the etzim inyan of tshuva. The etzim inyan of tshuva, I'm not going to sin anymore. That's it. No more sin. I'm no longer going to look at my telephone. I'm no longer going to drive on Shabbos. I'm no longer going to eat not kosher. Whatever. But the point is that it's, it's all one thing. It's not, I'm going to do tshuva for driving on Shabbos. But I'm still planning to watch movies on Shabbos. It doesn't work. That's not tshuva. What? How would we go out on the time? Are we like only one mitzvah is enough? Like what do you mean? Only doing, only getting the, 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 the other year when we're out. Of okay, this is one mitzvah. We're hoping that one mitzvah grows another mitzvah on the one hand, but also on the, uh, the other hand, it's every mitzvah in and of itself is a is a is a universe, right? In other words, the objective of putting on tefillin with another Jew is to give them the chance to do that mitzvah. It is only that mitzvah at that moment. That's the that's the that's the because in each mitzvah is something beautiful, but that's not the Indian of tshuva. The Indian of tshuva, the right way, that the Rebbe is explaining, is a different thing. It's a different discussion. In other words, there's no cross-referencing here. right? Because we're, our objective is not to cause this person to do tshuva. Our objective in doing mitzvahim is that a, a Jew should do a mitzvah. Every mitzvah in and of itself is an, a, a world, a universe. That is the way to look at it. When I'm looking at myself, though, I want to make, do tshuva. I want to change my relationship with Hashem. That's a different story. Right? The other guy, I'm not, I don't want to make the other guy do anything. That's my, not my job. I want to give him an opportunity to do a mitzvah if I can. I'm ready to, to sacrifice my Fridays to help another Jew to do a mitzvah. Shalem, you with me? You got it? The difference between the two? I'm ready to sacrifice my Fridays to help another Jew to do a mitzvah. That's, that, that I'm ready to do. But I'm not, my objective of, of, of me going on Mitzvah on Friday is not to make him to do tshuva. That's, that's, between, him, that's between him and God. It's just a mitzvah. It's that mitzvah in and of itself, even though he's going to go and eat, uh, eat lunch in McDonald's right after this. That's a different problem. That's, a, that's his issue. That's a different situation. Right now, he's putting on tefillin. That's the moment of uh, that. That moment is forever in the history of the existence of the world. That's what I'm ready to do, mysterious nefesh of my Friday. I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to go to the beach. I'm not going to whatever it is. I'm not doing because I'm ready to give of my time to help another Jew to do a mitzvah. That's a different story. You following? That's a different thing. It's also that's that's a side point. The side point is that. You know, we're obviously hoping that it'll wake up their nephew keys and one mitzvah is Gorer is another mitzvah and he would want to see the importance of putting on tefillin in his life. Einachinami. But that's not the etzim. The etzim is a Jew should do a mitzvah. That's the etzim of my approach at that moment. A Jew should say a bracha. That's it. That's my, that's my approach. 
But getting back to what we're saying here, now I understand much more about this whole idea of what we're talking about in terms of tshuva. Number one, tshuva is not fasting. Number two, tshuva is not, is not uh, just for one mitzvah. Number three, tshuva is not for... A, right? In other words, we understand now, tshuva, when I'm saying that I want to do tshuva, it is a much more all-encompassing experience than what we initially thought. Let's go fight further. So now, so now we, 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 everyone's good. Everyone's up to where we are. Yeah. Oh, she really finished Okay. What's written in Yoyal? Right? Yoyal is one of the, the um, Nevi'im. <coughs> right? It says like this, Shuvu Adei Becholu Avcha Bechi. So it says over there, return to me with all your hearts. Bitsaim ubebechi. What's tsaim bechi? Fasting and bechi, crying. So this is a this is a problem. To what we just said. Up until now, we're saying that's not tshuva. Tshuva is stop doing the sin. Now we're bringing the Alter Rebbe is bringing a kasha on himself. He says, "Well, wait a minute. We have in Tanakh." A pasuk that seems very clear, that's saying, do tshuva. How do you do tshuva? Through tzom, through fasting, and bechi. So it's the opposite of what we just said. So what are we going to do with this? Hainu. So he says like this. Hainu levatela gezeira shenigzera. In order to mevatel, the gezeira that was decreed, limarek avon hador, to cleanse the sin of that generation, that they shouldn't have, that you shouldn't have, Yisurim Arbe. What's Arbe? You remember? Arbe is a lot. No, not Harbe. Arbe. What's Arbe? Shali? Many? Not Harbe. Arbe. Arbe, like a locust? Like a locust. Like a locust. So he's saying like this. So wait a minute. This seems to be what, not what we're saying. Here he's saying that no, he's saying to do tzom bechi in order to avoid a gezera that was on that generation because of their sins, that they were getting a yisurim through arbe, through locusts. But wait a minute, haven't we just been saying now all along that wait that it's not it's the yisurim that Hashem is going to give to us. That's going to purify us, and it's not the yisurim that we take upon ourselves. Not only that, right? This is also the reason why we do we establish all these fasts. That the fast should happen so that no difficulty should happen on the tzibur on the public. That's what you were saying before, misachtes tainis, right? Like also Megillus Esther, right? What do we have Megillus Esther? Right? What was Megillus Esther? What was the story over there? What? 
Esther fasted. Esther, not only Esther fasted, only Esther fasted. All the Jews. All the Jews, right? Esther decreed what? Three days of fasting. What was three days of fasting for? What's the etzim meaning of what the three days of fasting were for? To save the Jews. To save the Jews. To nullify the decree of Haman. Yeah. So wait a minute. We just said before that fasting, bringing Yisurim on yourself, is not the idea here. But yet we see throughout Tanakh this idea of fasting in order to take away some sort of punishment that was placed upon us, which was placed there in order to purify us. So how does this work? You understand the, you understand the question that he's asking? Right? So he says like this, and also not just in Tanakh. Now he's bringing also from and in particular Sefer HaRokeyach right, one of the Sfarim Sefer Chasidim and Sefer Chasidim right right, that explains Harbei Tainus many fasts Besigufim, what's Sigufim? what's Sigufim? No one ever heard of the word Sigufim before? New Zechariah, what's Sigufim? Affliction. Afflicting oneself. Like rolling around in the snow, naked. Sitting on an ant thing. Uh, uh, doing different types of painful things to oneself. Right? So he says like this, over al krisos misos beistin in order to fix up for someone that was over on exactly these things, Krisus and Mises basting. So there seems to be a there seems to be a disconnect here. You following what's going on here? Vachain the Motzizara and someone who spills seed, his own seed, for no reason. Right? So we have here Shekhayev Misa Bideshamayim, for which a person is Chayev Misa Bideshamayim. Person has to really he's deserves a death penalty from God for doing that. Like it says in the Torah. Right? Who is Er and Oinen? Who remembers who Er and Oinen were? Who are they? Who were they? They were, that's right, they're married to Tamar, right? That's Yehuda's children, right? That we saw that Er was the first one, right? He married Tamar, and Rashi explains that he had, you know, he, he didn't let his seed, he didn't want to change the way she looked, so to speak. So therefore, he wouldn't allow her to become pregnant. And then Ainan, there was an Indian with him that he also. They were both married at the same time? No, one, one brother, and then the other brother did Yibum, right? So, also was not interested in, you know, for different reasons, right? So, we saw over there that they both died, right? That they were that they were cut off because of this union. So, we see in not only Tanakh, but also in the Sifre Musr, that there is an union. 
that by doing fasting and sigufim, right, a person is able to, in fact, yes, fix up all these painful things that, God forbid, shouldn't happen to us based on the punishments, based on the terrible things that we've done in Hashem's eyes, right? So we seem to have a disconnect here. We have a problem here, okay? So I'll leave you with a cliffhanger, and we'll deal with this in Yitzh Hashem tomorrow.